anyone claiming that America's economy is in decline is peddling fiction. I've abandoned free market principles to save the free market system. But we have to pass the bill so that you can uh, find out what is in it. Raising the debt ceiling does not increase our debt. It does not somehow promote profligacy. I know words. I have the best words. Nobody knows the system better than me, which is why I alone can fix it. All right, all right. What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to the Peddling Fiction Podcast. I am your host, the voice and soul of so-called fiction on this lovely Friday afternoon. And back with me, as usual, is Justin, the hillbilly boy, Campbell. What's happening, man? Oh, nothing too much. Just getting ready to head back to work. Yeah, we were talking off uh, off camera about how you work too much. <laughs> I definitely do, but... Like we were also talking about, uh, I got done hanging drywall. I've got to finish framing up and putting up drywall for the closet in the girl's bedroom and then put in trim and I am done. And we will be with any small amount of luck. We will be moving into the house next weekend. So once that's like, once that's done and we are moved in, then my off days become my off days again. I'm not going to be literally working seven days a week nonstop. That's good. Yeah. You know, I, I, I always thought I worked too hard, but I mean, I, I do cut out a lot of time for just uh, relaxation, especially here. Like today's kind of an, an off day for me. I do the podcast. Um, I, I, you know, I do shit around the house, but after this, I think I will be done for the day might hit the gym a little bit and then, you know, hit the town cause it's Friday night. <laughs> um, but yeah, or probably the pool first, maybe the pool, a little beach walk, you know, relax a little bit. Cause it has been uh, quite a, quite a long week for me, long couple of months. We don't have to rehash all of that shit, but we, uh, some people got some really good news this past week and this will be the, uh, probably the entirety of the show because it's one of my favorite topics. I think because it enca- it perfectly encapsulates everything that's wrong with government involvement in a sector of the economy. And because so many people are now going to college and have experience in the education system and life after college and everything like that, I feel like these points that we can make will resonate with a lot more people. And of course, what I am referring to is the student loan debt forgiveness plan that uh, Biden has just announced a couple of days ago. You got the details on that? It's uh, what, up to, so 10,000 in student debt forgiveness um, for anyone who earns less than 125,000 a year and 20,000 in debt uh, forgiveness for Pell Grant recipients. Um, Of course, if you know anything about how government works, this will just be the beginning. I mean, once you create a sort of some sort of debt forgiveness plan, it's only going to escalate from there. They also extended, I mean, people haven't been paying their student loans for the last like two years. They, they paused it, right, uh, when we went into the whole COVID thing. And that pause is extended through December of this year. One final time, they say. <laughs> sure. Yeah. Sure. That's the way it's going to go. It'll be the final. This will be the last time that they extend it. Yeah. Yeah. And I, yeah. <laughs> at the time I remember thinking, I was like, they're just going to keep extending. Like you don't even have to do forgiveness. Just like, just keep extending how long they uh, don't have to pay it back. And you basically forgive it without actually forgiving it. Now this is, you know, I know that there are millions of Americans that are struggling with uh, student loan debt. It's a huge problem, but it is 100% 
the fault of government. Like they, there was no student loan debt crisis from college tuition until the government got involved in this. And it, it just goes to show you how poisonous their involvement is. So if you go back, there was, there was no um, loan program for college tuitions until I think it was the late fifties, really late in the fifties. And then it really took off sort of in the sixties. I, I think the catalyst, if I remember I was reading a, a book on this years ago, the catalyst for it was Russians. Obviously they, you know, they had the whole the Sputnik, they launched Sputnik and that was like, uh, Americans started freaking out that the Russians had a better education system. And, and so what's our government solution going to be to that? Well, we need to create, uh, what did they call it? Uh, it? It was one of these acts. It was Eisenhower. Um, hang on. I think I wrote it down. Yeah. The National Defense Education Act. Dwight D. Eisenhower launches this fucking program to entice more people to go to college. And it was basically direct government loans at low interest rates to, to students going to college. And this was their solution to co combat all of the, the Russians that they thought were going to overtake Americans in education. And then from there, you had Lyndon Johnson's Great Society. Uh, they created the, the Higher Education Act of 1965, which was more direct uh, federal grants and loan guarantees. And you can literally just track the the escalating cost of education from there. It's gone up like the, from 1978 until 2008. So these numbers, uh, this book was like 10 years old now or 12 years old, something like that. So these figures are a little older. Uh, they've just gotten that much worse guaranteed. But so from 1978 to 2008, the cost of college increased 10 times. It went up tenfold. And during that same period, like the, the cost of living um, increased by about a third. So like they destroyed a, a little over a third of the value of the dollar from 78 to 2008. And during that period, the cost of higher education went up by tenfold. That's faster than anything that we're taught, even like healthcare costs that were like the biggest problem, especially leading up to 2008 and Obamacare and all that shit. Healthcare costs were like the biggest emergency ever, except that uh, college tuition was going up much faster than that. And ironically, ironically, like part of the reason why the the uh, the cost of college tuition has just even like from there, like it was going up astronomical, faster than inflation, faster than anything, but. Once they came out with the Affordable Care Act, Obama put in all these other things into that bill for that just completely destroyed any incentive to get these costs under control. And we, we can go into that, but it's just I, I find it funny that in the bill that there, you know, we have this huge problem in healthcare. Let's address the problem in education by basically doing the exact same thing that caused all the problems in healthcare, which is essentially setting up a third party payer system where the ones footing the bill for these, for all this education, they're not, not only are they not reaping any benefits from it, but they're not even involved in the negotiations. <laughs> it's just like, dude, they, they have an unbelievable ability of screwing up everything. And if you look around at the education system, it doesn't make any sense. Like all of these problems, it doesn't make economic sense. It doesn't just make on its face. Like you look around, it's like, why is education more expensive as it gets easier and easier to educate people? Like we have all these technological advancements. Um, you know, it's, it's easier for people to get around. You have the internet, all of these things, all of these economic forces should be driving the cost down. And yet, not only are costs not going down, they are skyrocketing, skyrocketing at incredible rates. And and they're making the they're making the the average degree is becoming worthless because now everybody has a degree. So it, and most of their degrees aren't even in practical like practical science type things. Like they're not. You have all of these degrees for fields that 
don't exist in the real world that don't exist in the actual workforce that so so these degrees have no value which means that i mean in essence any college degree other than like a doctorate or you know a, a law degree uh something that's in like a really specialized scientific field like any general degree of just a general bachelor's it's effectively useless like it, it means nothing it's it's literally just a piece of paper that you just have to pay to get at, at this point like they they have no they have no value anymore right that yeah that's exactly right and you know before they had all of these loan programs like people did go to college and it actually meant something when you went to a college because like not everybody went and if you did go, it wasn't expensive. I have the numbers here. I, I don't know if we want to get into that now or later. Maybe I'll get into it a little later. But like, basically, for like a forty-two year period, the the, the tuition at Yale didn't go up one dollar at Yale, and, and people were getting these degrees, and it meant something because not everybody had one. Now, once you have these retarded government programs to get everybody into it. It's like, well, if everybody has it, then nobody has it because you can't distinguish yourself. And when you take, basically you, you guarantee the loans. So now cost isn't a factor. Nobody cares how much anything costs because you have unlimited access to, to financing. Well, yeah, the, the cost is going to go up. More and more people are going to go and get these degrees. And the, you know, the education system is going to come up with more and more just worthless avenues for you to pursue. It's like, yo, you, you're thinking about going to college, but you have no, you know, you have no aptitude. You have no like gumption. You're not good at any, you know, you're not interested in maths or science or, well, here's a humanities degree or a sociology degree or a gender studies degree. Come do this. Come spend hundreds of thousands of dollars at our university. We will teach you gender studies stuff so that you could teach gender studies to the next generation of people. It's just one big fucking Ponzi scheme. And you're going to school literally to learn something just so that you can teach it to somebody else. But there's no actual real world application for it. There's no need for it in society. And it wouldn't exist if there wasn't the, the government subsidy for it. But, and another thing that you're seeing is like talking about the degrees being worthless on top of the degree basically being worthless, worthless because everybody has one. These, the way they do these student loans and stuff, I, they are pushing these kids to take out way more money than what they ever should and use college as basically a four-year vacation. So they're they're not entering the workforce. They're not doing internships. They're not taking jobs. They're not they're they're using it as a four year opportunity to drink, party, fuck off, and go to class whenever you feel like it. Because and and get a a bullshit worthless degree. And then when they come out, they have no real life experience. They have no job experience. They have a useless degree. They're effectively unemployable with one hundred fifty two hundred thousand dollars worth of student debt. So the the whole thing is just set up to fuck an entire generation over and then the ones that uh like the fields that do require a degree uh, my my brother-in-law is in a yeah he went to be like a librarian it's like that's a thing uh, i didn't <laughs> i didn't realize that but like it's a very specialized field and you have to for most like big public libraries or like a, a university run library or something like that you have to have a master's to to work at these and like uh, to run, to and to run one of these libraries. <laughs> apparently it's like a big deal well so you have to have a master's to to run one of these big libraries or to to run like a university library except that their starting salaries are like anywhere from 28 to 40 thousand dollars like you're you have to go for six years of school and get a master's degree to make forty thousand dollars like to make less than most people working in just regular factories around here are making it's crazy right well and i mean if you think back to college like in the in the 50s or the 60s or something like that the big allure of these colleges was like, oh, they had these great libraries with all the books, right? You can't access 
all of this information unless you pay to go to the school. And now all of that shit is online, all of it. So there's, there's really no reason to go to any of these places and it should all be done fucking virtually. You should be able to just get a lecture and you can't, I mean, like there's so much information out there now that you could self-educate yourself on YouTube or Skillshare or any of these other things. And you have access to some of the most brilliant thinkers and they'll just put their stuff out there for free. And and we're paying $50,000 a year to go, you know, binge drink at some university. So you get this like certification that has, as you said, less and less value. And this all started like this whole thing about making it like a party for the kids, because back before they had these guaranteed loans or they were loaning money directly to students, which is even worse. Um, you know, people were able to go to college and just work over the summer to cover their tuition. Like you'd wait tables, you'd work for three months and that was enough to cover your tuition, your books, your room and board. It was not that expensive. Like you just had to work a little bit, you know, work part-time in order to get through it. And it's like, okay, I could do that. But, you know, politician comes out and he sees that, you know, man, these kids, you're, you're missing out on your summer vacation. Nobody should have to work during their summer and miss out on that, you know, that all that development and that fun, good time, relaxation, whatever. So why don't we, why don't we do this? We will guarantee the loans for you to, to pay for school and you don't have to, you know, don't worry about, you know, working over the summer, just have fun, go study abroad, you know, enjoy life with your friends. And after you get out of college and you get a job, you can pay back this loan because you'll be making so much more money with your college degree. And that was basically the way that they originally pitched it in like the sixties and the seventies and, and everything like that. And I mean, it's just like, when you see what happened to the cost of a degree, it's impossible to work your way through college now with a part-time job. It's fucking impossible. It, like they, they've just, they took something where there was not a problem. There was no issue with the affordability of college. There really wasn't. Um, it, and it, it wasn't just like, oh, like we don't have access to college. It was just like, no, no. At a certain point, like people realized that college wasn't for everybody. And that's not like an elitist position to take. The elitist position is like, oh, there's no dignifying work or life unless you have a college degree. That's the fucking elitist, um, you know, viewpoint where it's like, oh, you didn't go to college. Well, you, you know, you fucking suck. Well, Where at uh, and I, colleges actually had standards. Like you, you actually had to have certain scores. You actually had to have made certain grades. You like, you had to qualify for college to get in you couldn't just like sign it up or fill out an application and, and go yeah yeah but once once you get unlimited amounts of money in there it's like hey shit i don't care if this guy can fucking do basic uh, reading writing and arithmetic like he's gonna give me fifty thousand dollars a year shit i'll take it and how how do you know that this is a fucking racket the first two years of your four-year university is all just bullshit um, general education requirements, stuff like remedial fucking English and math. And it's just like, and people go there and they don't even know what they want to study. It's like, come here, pay $50,000, $60,000 a year and you know, take all of these high school level courses over again and figure out what you want to do with your life. It's like, dude, that is the biggest fucking racket of all time. Why would you do that? Why? Like, just go get a fucking job and try to figure out what you want to do. And then if you need further education after that, yeah, go to college. But if you're not going to be a fucking doctor or like a surgeon or a well, now you have to because of all the, you know, the bar association, all that shit, and you're going to be a lawyer. You have to fucking go. But, you know, uh, I mean, just, dude, you can read all of this stuff on your own. Go, you want to study gender stuff? Go ahead. Just, you know, crack a book on your own for free. Like, you can go to the library. Uh, uh, man, it's, Like, talking about the, the, gen, the gen ed type stuff, like, I graduated with a 2.5. Uh, in my field of study, I had a 3.4, but my overall GPA was a 2.5 because anything that didn't directly 
attached to what I wanted to do career-wise, I put just as much effort as was required to get a D because I just didn't care. And I, I got, I got called out on that in a job interview. When I got out the, the, uh, the interviewer said, how do you have a 2.5 GPA? He said, you seem like a really sharp kid. I was like, if it doesn't apply to what I want to do with my life, I put forth just enough effort to pass and get credit for the class. He said, yeah, that's fair. Uh, like, why are we making kids sit through two years of gen ed classes that they don't care about, don't matter, aren't going to have any impact on what they do career wise? Like none of those gen ed classes, basic. I loved English comp. Uh, I actually did really well in English comp. That's one of the few ones that I, I did good in that didn't apply because it was fun. But otherwise, like the, uh, you know, the basic entry level classes, like what, what are those provide what value do they bring to your degree like everything everything that you need to know about what you're going to school for you're going to learn in the specific classes for your program and like none of that stuff none of that stuff makes you smarter right and it will and there's just there's no justification for the cost of it like the price point is just absolutely insane to just go to a place and read books and discuss them in a classroom i mean why does that cost so much why you know, you have all of these economic forces, like free market forces that we see work so successfully in other areas of the economy, but none of them are functioning in education. Like, why is that? Why is it easier than ever to access information? It's cheaper and easier than ever to learn something, but it's harder and more expensive to get the degree. And it's just like, what is going on here? Why does college cost so much? I mean, the supply is up. The quality is way, way down. Um, you, you know, the the cost is is uh, the cost of actually educating people is down as well. So why is the the cost of actually going just keep going? It's like none of it makes any economic sense until you realize that there's just endless, bottomless demand for these degrees. And where is that demand coming from? Oh, it's coming from government subsidies. It's, it's because they're they're loaning you however much you, they're just giving you a blank check and they're like, go fuck off for four years and, and don't worry about it. I, I mean, it, it's insane. And then so what Obama did in the Affordable Care Act was uh, this is where it really got fucking bad. Right. Because up until that point, you know, the banks were were loaning to the students. The government was guaranteeing the loans, which is bad which is very, very bad. Don't get me wrong. Like that's a terrible idea. And we saw if you pull up a chart, you can do this on your own. I was trying to look at it, but I couldn't find a good one um, of the cost of tuition after they started guaranteeing these loans. It goes crazy. So Obama comes in and he says, you know what? All of these greedy bankers with their profits and their high interest rates, they're, they're really taking advantage of you. We're going we're gonna to cut out the middleman and we're going to make basically the Department of Education the, the financier for all college degrees. And we're going to loan directly to students. And the, what else we're going to do? We're going to cap the, the amount that you have to pay back. So you will never have to pay more than 10% of your discretionary income. And discretionary income is... Uh, basically 150% of, of whatever the poverty level. I think at the time it was like $16,000 a year or something like that. And so no matter how much money you borrow, you'll never have to pay back more than 10% uh, of your discretionary income towards it. And after 20 years, we'll, as long as you make payments for those 20 years, we'll just forgive whatever's left. And so if you just take those two horrible retarded economic ideas right there all of a sudden you know your payment is is only based on whatever your income is so who cares how much you're gonna you you could borrow a, a bajillion dollars and your payment is only gonna like it doesn't matter how much you borrow like whatever you're making is what determines how much you you have to pay back so of course why why wouldn't you borrow more that that moral hazard right there is is the reason for this chart just going like this and then like basically just going straight up around 2008 2009 2010 like it just it just fucking takes off and it's it's uncontrollable and just unbelievable that you know like like I said they create a third party payer system for college 
in legislation that was supposed to be addressing the third party payer problem in healthcare <laughs> because it worked out so well in healthcare. Let's do the same thing in education. And again, I mean, both of these things are just abject like failures. They're complete disasters. And it's just like, it's like the perfect example of, of a government fucking up an industry where there was no, it, there was no problem here. They just pander to a certain group of people. They get involved with subsidies and regulations. They wreck the whole fucking thing. And then they gradually just take these steps to make it more and more uh, of a problem until uh, eventually, I mean, they're just going to nationalize this whole thing. You know, it's just going to be free education as a birthright paid for by the taxpayer. I mean, that, that's where we're going with this. It has to be. There, there's no other way, which is why it's so frustrating to see this debt forgiveness, like 10,000, whatever. Like, <laughs> it'd be one thing if they were like, okay, we really screwed this up. This is our fault. We're going to forgive this debt. And then we are going to get out of the education business and the loan guarantee business and the financing of college degrees and all of that shit permanently. The government will not be involved in this anymore. This was a really bad idea and clearly it was a failure. So we will do this one-time debt forgiveness and then we're out of it. But no, of course not. No, no, no. We're just going to forgive a portion of the debt. And now everybody going to college knows that that's going to be forgiven. So not only do you have to not pay back more than 10% of your discretionary income towards your, your annual payments or whatever, but now you know that at least some of it's going to be forgiven. And that number is not going to go down over time. It never has. It never will. Once the government starts a program, it doesn't go away. It only increases. So there'll be more and more calls for more and more debt forgiveness. And the price is going to keep going higher and higher at a faster and faster rate. And yeah, the, the politicians are going to be like, okay, yeah, we'll forgive this. We'll forgive that until eventually they just capitulate and nationalize the whole thing. It's going to be a complete and utter disaster. I mean, it's par for the course. Government's uh, solution to every problem is to create three more problems. Right. And, and of course, they'll, they'll blame, you know, us, you know, the free market um, profiteers or whatever that it, it's not like I don't feel bad for these kids that I mean, talk, the government talks all day about like predatory lending and things like that. Like what what person is in a, a more vulnerable position than uh, you know, an 18 year old kid, 17, 18 year old kid never really had uh, control over their own finances in any meaningful way, don't have any life experience, have very little job experience, have done nothing really. And, and these people are prepared to give them hundreds of thousands of dollars. You know, it's like that if that's not predatory lending, what it like, that's worse than anything that would take place in a capitalist society. And the reason that the government had to get involved in this in the first place is because no bank in their right mind would loan a 17 year old kid with no job prospects, no collateral, no nothing. They're not going to give you tens of thousands of dollars to go read books for four years. That's why this didn't exist. And it didn't need to exist. And, and like because it didn't exist, prices were low because they needed people to be able to afford it to come. And hey, guys, today's show is brought to you by our friends over at Lorenzotti Coffee. You know them well by now. They are our oldest and longest running sponsor. We love these guys. We love their premium Italian coffee that they deliver right to your door. So do yourself a favor. Get your mornings started right with the taste of freedom. Go to lorenzotti.coffee and use promo code FICTION so they know I sent you. And you'll get 10% off your order. That's Lorenzotti, L-O-R-E as in Edward, N is in Nancy, Z as in Zebra, O-T-T-I dot coffee, promo code FICTION. Get all of your coffee and coffee supplies from these guys. And not only are they fans of the show, but they've gone above and beyond the call of duty as a sponsor. So go order some coffee, order an espresso machine, get a coffee grinder, do it all at lorenzotti.coffee, promo code FICTION. All right. Yeah, I mean, so the banks, absent this government involvement, would have never 
in a million years loaned money to these kids, which allowed the education system to increase prices so drastically. And, and but the banks were the ones that were like benefiting like this from fucking like like crazy. It was basically like the the 2008 housing financial crisis on steroids. Like they're collecting all of this interest and all these fees and everything like that, and unloading all of the risk onto taxpayers. It's bas- it's the exact same. I mean, this is how they operate. They they've done it in housing. They did it in healthcare. They're doing it in education. And, and there's just no there. It's just amazing. So it's like, all right, we'll just forgive the debt as if that's a solution to this problem. How is that a solution? It's not. It's it's not even like we have a plan for, you know, the the student debt crisis or like you don't have a plan. That the only thing they're doing is transferring the debt from the ones who took it on and who owe it to innocent bystanders who who didn't take on the debt or paid off their own debt. And now they're they're on the hook for it. They're just transferring it. Well, and the really crazy thing about it is is like the ones who are going to benefit from this. It's number one. It's very restrictive on who can benefit. Like um, some of the stipulations on this. Like if you took out like massive student loans, but then you like actually made payments on it and you did the right thing over the last however long you've had it. And you did like some debt consolidation and you combined all of your stuff to try to get a, a better interest rate and refinance your debt. You no longer qualify you because you have to still have the original loan. So if you if you've done anything to actually be like a responsible uh, patron of your loans, you are now disqualified. Uh, and then yeah. and then on top of that, like, you and I both know they're going to treat this as like unearned income or capital gain or something like that. Like once it comes tax time, this is going to get taxed like through the roof. And, and that's why they're hiring 87,000 new IRS agents. It's not to go after billionaires. It's to go after all of your asses who are getting $10,000 worth of student loans uh, forgiven. And you're going to forget that you have to claim that on your taxes next year. And they're going to come after you for every penny they can drag out of you to to pay back what you got forgiven. Yeah. Yeah. That's exactly right. They're like, I, I point out on Twitter, they're, they're reaching into your left pocket while putting money in your right pocket. Uh, it, it's, it really is just a, a tragic situation all, all the way around. I mean, they, what they have done to the youth of America is, is really just unbelievable. And, you know, when you saddle these kids with so much debt, it, it ripples through the economy. I mean, like we've seen it, like people are, are, are miserable, but like, just in, in terms of like your job prospects where it's like, okay, um, I, I could take this like really promising internship with like this awesome company that could lead, you know, years down the road to a much more lucrative position, but right now it doesn't pay anything. Right. Or, but, but I, you know, I have all these student loans that I have to pay off. So I have to take this other job. That's sort of like a dead end job. Like, you know, the ceiling is very low, but at least it's paying me now. And so you, you see a lot of that. Um, it, you, you made a really good point about the, the moral hazard with like trying to pay back these loans and trying to arrange your affairs in order to, to make the debt more manageable and things like, like nobody's going to be doing this anymore. Why would you? I mean, it, it wouldn't make any sense. You should take on as much debt as possible, borrow as, as much as they are willing to lend you and pay none of it back. I mean, and that's why, you know, people really complain about not being able to dispel this in bankruptcy. Uh, you, it just, it wouldn't work. I know I've talked about this on, on the show a lot, but it's just like, dude, you're just going to position yourself to be bankrupt as soon as you get out of college, which is not hard to do. You know, uh, this is like anybody making less than 125,000 a year. It's like, okay, well, why would I, you know, let's say there was a job that would pay you $126,000 a year. And then there's a job that would pay you like $85,000 a year. Which one are you going to take if one is going to forgive, you know, tens of thousands of dollars for you? And the other one, you know, even after taxes, maybe you make like $15,000, $20,000 more than the other. Like, it, it just doesn't make any economic sense. And the moral hazard that they're creating is tremendous. It, it, it's, 
I, I couldn't imagine anybody thinking that they're going to have to pay back college loans anymore. I mean, this is well, the, tip of the iceberg. You've tied it. You've tied it into um, the ACA and and some of that. Like what this kind of creates is a similar situation that you see in, like, say, Canada with the way their medical, uh, with the way their healthcare works and their medical system, and that because it is, you know, it's free healthcare for all. Now everybody utilizes it for literally everything and like abusing the system effectively. And so anybody who actually wants legitimate real care, they come to the U.S. or go to Canada or go to Mexico to get legitimate real care because they can't get it there because the the system is so overcrowded with people who are just using it for every little bump, bruise, and sniffle and bullshit. So like by you know, sticking the the camel's nose under the tent with the student loan forgiveness, you're creating a similar situation in the educational system where that it's it's going to bankrupt the whole thing. Like it, there's or I guess they can just keep printing money as fast as they spend it or faster. Uh, so it's not necessarily going to bankrupt it, but uh, this is definitely going to drive inflation higher. It's going to it's going to push the the current economic collapse that we're seeing, I mean, that's, there's no other way to put it than it's a, we are in the midst of a economic freefall uh, and it's just going to push that further and faster. Yeah. Well, and the, the sad thing is like this, the system was gr- very, very slowly withering away. Like the only thing that was stopping people from going to college and like kind of realizing that this was a racket was how expensive it was, you know, like I'm not going to take on all of this debt to go get a degree unless I really, really know what I'm doing because I I will have to pay that back. And if, you know, if you think about how much money these, these kids were willing to borrow when they thought they had to pay it back, imagine what they're going to borrow now that they know they don't have to pay it back, or at least a huge portion of it, they won't have to pay back. I mean, the, the, um, like I, I've talked about before on the show where it's just like these college degrees, they are like completely worthless now. I mean, there's, they've, they've debased the the college degree, the way that they've debased the dollar, you know, they've too many people have them. There's no way to sort of distinguish yourself in the workplace. And really the college degree was only good for your first job out of college anyway. I mean, that's the only time that it actually mattered was your first job because like you're out of college, like, okay, this is where, you know, I got this degree. And then after that, your second job, they never gave a shit about where you went to college. It was always like, tell me about your last job. <laughs> like, so this was only good for one fucking job to begin with. And well, even that isn't worth anything anymore. Let's say, I think I've talked about it before. Like my job requires a degree, but it doesn't matter what your degree is in. Like you could you, you just literally have to have the piece of paper. The right. only thing that they care about is, did you get a degree? And what's all of your work experience and work history? Like, what have you done since you got the degree? Because if you just have the degree, uh, like, there's not a degree in, dis- in like, distilling liquor. So, like, right. you know, you or, or there's not a degree in running a, a distribution center. Like, so your degree is just a piece of paper as a, I guess kind of a, uh, a gatekeeping mechanism to to make yeah. sure that they're getting the right type of candidate. But otherwise, like I was never at any point during the interview process asked about my college experience, asked what my degree was in. It was simply, do you have a degree? And if we need to see it, can you provide it? Yeah, like, it's a way yeah. of, it's a way of filtering out candidates. It's sort of a barrier to entry. And it's like, OK. I mean, I guess it shows something like you followed through four years of this and like you you did what you were told and you you made all your classes or whatever. But like that is a really low fucking bar to begin with. And they keep lowering it and lowering it. And it's just like you basically just went to eight years of high school. <laughs> and, I mean, in my case, I didn't follow through on a, a you know a consistent four years. I, I went for a couple of years and then I took some time off and then. I went back and yeah. And dude, I, I'm, I'm, I don't know if anybody actually checks these things one time. I, cause I couldn't believe that this chick was so fucking stupid. I actually looked into her degree to make sure she had a finance degree from DePaul and she did. And she could not add five plus three. She couldn't do it. Not without a calculator. So, and I'm not exaggerating five plus three, essentially, you know, it was like 5 million, even 3 million in change. 
let me get out my calculator to do this trade. And I, like, I couldn't believe it. So that was the only time. And I guess if you're saying like you went to Yale or Harvard or something like Ivy League school, they might look into that. But if you just went to like Arizona State or, you know, Miami of Ohio or something like that, they're just gonna be like, yeah, of course you did because everybody's gone and everybody's got it. So who the fuck cares now? And that's why you have to stay in school till you're like fucking 30 overpaying for extra degrees. You need a master's, you need a PhD now. Well, and the really crazy thing about that was my my college roommate and I, we both graduated in 2007 and I went straight into the workforce and he stayed and got his master's. And two years later, when he was finishing up his master's, I think I was making like 60 grand or something. And he couldn't get a job in our field because he was overqualified. He had he had too much education and no experience. And so nobody would hire him. It's like, you yeah. you just saddled yourself with two extra years of, of student <laughs> loans for a master's that's now useless because you you can't get a job with it. Like, yeah. yeah, it is. I mean, it's an antiquated system to begin with. There's been very little technological advancement in this field. And that's by design. You know, why do they have to innovate? Why isn't like why is there no competition between colleges driving down costs or anything like like none of these economic forces are able to operate because of the government involvement? It has screwed up everything and none of it makes any sense. And yeah, these these degrees are worth less and less. The cost is going higher and higher and it just doesn't make any sense to do it like it, it just becomes more and more of a burden. And it's antiquated. Um, maybe if the government hadn't gotten involved in this, the like the the degrees would still be worth something. It would still tell you a little bit about this person. You would actually learn something. I don't know. But nowadays, like with the way technology is, and just having so much information, and um, like people willing to give you knowledge for free in a lot of cases, or just pay like you could pay from somebody instead of learning from a teacher who's never actually done it, who just knows the textbook or whatever, you could actually pay somebody who's been wildly successful in the real world to do it for like, dude, these courses, they're like three, four, five hundred $500 maybe. And you'll learn so much more. Like an expensive course might be a few thousand dollars. And people are like, oh, I would never pay that for like a, you know, for something like a one, one course or a one week course or something like that from a guy that's actually been doing it. But they will gladly shell out 10 times that for like remedial English classes for two years at a university. Like we've been, our minds have been so perverted. There's so much propaganda. Well, and then that the craziest thing about it, like the, I don't know that anything I learned or, or had like. I still have in this desk drawer down here, all of my notebooks from college. And none of those notes are any, are any good. Even when I was in the field that I went to college for, I didn't use any of those notes. And like, I took um, like ag markets, uh, like we've talked about the commodity markets and stuff. I took some marketing classes and, and I had taken a year off school and, and worked and I worked in, in the field. And I worked with merchandisers and stuff who were looking at the board of trade and, and, trading and, and doing that stuff on a daily basis. And so like, I knew how things kind of worked and, I, and I, that was where I figured out that that's what I wanted to do for, for a career, at least for a while. And um, so when I got back to school and I was taking this, this marketing class, um, the professor was like, so if the market does this, then what's going to happen? And I was like, Oh, we actually saw that happen. Like in real time, like I was working when it happened. He's like, this is what's going to happen. He's like, no, no, that's, that's not right. I'm not, uh, dude, like it literally happened seven months ago. Like I was there when it happened. You're, you <laughs> are what wrong. the book says. That's not what my book says. Shit. I'm like, I don't give a shit what your book says. I was actually working in the industry when it happened. Yeah, like, the, the book that he wrote and forced his students to pay like $500 for. Uh, yeah, it's, I mean, it's unbelievable. Dude, I was actually, I was, I, you just reminded me of something. I was talking to this lady here like a, a local Mexican and her daughter is like 19 or, or something like that. And she's going to school to, to study like tourism, the tourism industry. Now for anybody that knows anything about Puerto Vallarta, Mexico, it is a major tourist destination in Mexico. Like the tourism industry is all around. She's going to school to paying money to study how to like, uh, 
you know, work in tourism when there's just like, a, you walk down the street, every single fucking business is like tourism industry. Like just pick one and start working in it. It's unbelievable, man. And I don't know how much school costs in Mexico. I'm sure it's a lot cheaper, but like just the fact that she's paying money to, to study like tourism when you live in like one of the biggest tourism destinations and there's a million businesses that cater to tourism, just go, go fucking just go do it. Just go do it. You will get paid while you learn. And even in some, you know, and if your employer wants you to have additional education, they will pay for that too. I mean, I, I can't tell you how many times when I was uh, younger and I was working, they were like, are there any, like, you want some additional training? Is there anything you want to go learn how to do? And they will, they will pay for you and they will send you maybe not. I mean, they will actually pay to get um, advanced degrees. They'll pay for that. If you want to go to night school or something like that, but they'll also just pay you to go take courses. My brother had an opportunity when he, so he went to a, a technical school. He went to Nashville auto diesel school to be a, a mechanic. And, you know, which is something that they have a, I think they have like a 99.5% placement rate out of, out of that program. Like it's, it's a nationally recognized program. If you graduate from there, especially if you graduate at the top of your class, uh, that is like, you know how to do shit. So, and he graduated top of his class. He had an opportunity to go work for Valvoline running a shop and the, like the, the long-term plan that they have for people coming out of that is you're going to work in the shop and, and run things. And at the same time, they're going to send you to like U of L or, or somewhere else uh, to get a business degree, which they will pay for. Like they pay for that hundred percent. So you're, you are working and getting paid while they also pay hundred percent of your tuition to go to school and get a business degree. And then you become a shop manager within, I think it's like five to seven years, you become a shop manager making $120,000 a year. Like yeah. you, you know, you would yeah. have to be retarded to turn that down. My my brother turned it down. So that tells you everything you need to know about him. Well, but yeah, like, but then you're in such a better position too, because not only do you have the work experience and you're at a company, then you have the degree and you have the leverage to be like, listen, I have the experience. Now I have the fucking degree. Pay me more money or I can go across the street to this other place. And the, well, the other thing about school is like everything that you're learning, especially now with like how fast things change in, in like the age of the internet and everything like that, nothing you're learning is going to be relevant by the time you graduate. It's not, even if they're actually teaching you something that's relevant and then, you know, chances are, um, it, depending on the field, it probably isn't, <laughs> you know, it's going to change. Uh, by the time you graduate, it will be antiquated. Like this whole thing is just, it's too slow and bumbling, just like any other fucking bureaucracy. Um, like it's, Oh God, it's just like the perfect example of everything that is wrong with, with government and government involvement. Like they, they lied, they propagandize these kids. They tell you that the only way that you can be successful in life is if you go through this formula, you go to our schools and then you borrow money and go to college and then you get out of college and you get your degree. And like you, that worked for a while until the government started getting involved in it and they messed it all up. Now that doesn't work anymore. And things changed a long time ago. There's been a lot of technological advancements. The economy is constantly um, changing at a much faster pace. And it just, it doesn't work anymore. And that's why you're seeing like, it just kind of coming apart at the seams. Like people aren't qualified for jobs when they get out of college, despite having tens if not hundreds of thousands of dollars of debt like they they just they they did everything they were told it was like the covid thing you did everything you were supposed to do you got all your fucking boosters and everything and you still got covid and you're fucked and you got you know you have nothing to show for it yeah so i have i have some of the numbers here which i always just for a little perspective right because you know free market and everything right uh the, the evil profiteering of the free market so from yale 1810 to 1852, the tuition to go to Yale was $33. It was $33 in 1810. It was $33 in 1852. It didn't go up a penny in 42 years. Not at all. And then from 1874 to 1918, 
the the annual tuition rose by 14% total. So at, at the end of that period, it cost $160 to go. So on, you know, on average, it, the tuition rose by less than one third of a percent per year. Okay. So to put that into perspective, the uh, 2011 to 2012 Yale, <laughs> Yale tuition was $40,500. <laughs> it went up 55% in the last 10 years from like 2001 to 2011, 55% increase. I mean, it's crazy. It was like, if you, even if you put it in like, um, if you want to get rid of the inflation aspect and price it in gold, that's like 1.6 ounces of gold or something like that from 1810 to 1852. And like 23 ounces of gold from 2011 to 2012. It's like, dude, there's the value just isn't there. There's no way that the degree, regardless of what it is, is is worth taking on that much debt. Like, and which we've we've kind of beat this thing to death over the course of this, but like, especially for just a general, just a general degree, like the general studies, like unless you're unless you're really going into something that's incredibly specialized, you know, uh, molecular biology or or something that's like really really in depth, uh, yeah. you're going to get, you're going to get way more education just in the job field than you are wasting all this money at college. Yeah. But see, that doesn't work, man. Everybody can't be a molecular biologist. So we have to create all these other degrees so that people don't feel excluded and they can partake in the American dream as well. The American dream as brought to you by the, the most corrupt organization on the face of the earth, fucking <laughs> pussy politicians. These kids do realize that uh, they can go get a, a real job and make money and still go party on college towns on the weekend and, and get drunk with people their age, right? Yeah, yeah, I know. It's just, dude, but I remember I remember being that age and it was hard like because everybody's doing it, right? And it's like, I don't want to be the guy that's like not going to college because it like seems at, and you know, this was a long time ago. <laughs> this was, this was in what, 2000, when I, 2004, maybe. Holy shit. I'm getting old. Um, at that time, like I remember my parents were like, listen, like you don't have to do like, if, if you want to take like a, a year or two and like kind of figure out what you want to do. And I was like, no, nah, I, you know, everybody else is doing it. I, I should go to, I, I want to be a college graduate. Um, and it, it, I mean, like it was a horrible decision. I, I, I don't use anything, um, that I learned. And I mean, my, any job I've had was not related to really what I, what I majored in or what I studied. I mean, I knew I, I learned a lot more and I went to a good high school. So like, I learned more in high school, like, you know, reading, writing, math, all that stuff I learned in high school. Um, I didn't really learn anything new in college. Um, I just read more books and wrote longer papers and um, yeah, it was a complete waste of time for me. And it's a complete waste of time for a lot of people. And that it's not, I'm not saying that to like, look down my nose, like, Oh, you're not worthy of college or something like that. It's like, no, no, this is a fucking racket. They are ripping you off. And after they rip you off and they destroy this entire industry, they're going to forgive the debt and like blame somebody else for it and just create more problems on top of it. Well, and like for me, I, I actually went into my field when, when I got out of college. Um, so like I, I, took some time off and worked in the grain elevators. And I realized like, that's something that I want to do. And so it made sense to go back, get a, an ag business degree to, you know, take all those classes. And then, and then I'm like really super qualified for the job. Well, the thing that all of my interviews were more interested in when, when I was getting out of college was the fact that I had already worked in the industry for a year. And I knew, I knew how things worked. Like I had the job experience. The degree was just like, icing on the cake. And I had an opportunity before I went back to school to, to take a similar job. Like it would have been, instead of going in as a, an actual facility manager, I'd have gone in as like a superintendent and then work my way up to manager. Um, I had an opportunity to do that when I was, before I finished my degree. Uh, but it, it, it would have required moving to Nebraska and I didn't want to move to Nebraska at that time. But like, 
I could have done the whole thing without even getting the degree anyway, if I you know, wanted to just go the, the work route instead of the college route. So I, I guess it, it's very, you know, field dependent, but a lot of these kids are going for like general management type degrees. Yeah. And that's business a degree. Yeah. <laughs> a business and that's a problem degree. in and of itself. What does that even mean? Well, and the things that they're teaching them and for, you know, to be managers are terrible. They're, they're learning the worst possible management style and management skills imaginable, which is creating this like miserable workplace environment that everybody's complaining. About. I've, I've done two episodes on my own show about like the quiet quitting, quiet firing and like young people entering the workforce and just not giving a single solitary shit. And a lot of it is because they are creating this environment with what they're teaching them in, in these universities. Yeah. Yeah, we haven't even really touched on the whole fucking, basically, they're just churning out fucking Marxists left and right, you know, like that, that too is another big fucking problem with, with the industry. But all of that aside, like this whole thing is a disaster. We should, we should not be forgiving the debt because that's just going to entice more people to get caught up in this fucking Ponzi scheme. We need to start telling people to stop going to college. It, it's over. It, it's not worth it. it. It doesn't provide a benefit. It's going to be like an albatross around your neck for the rest of your life, even if they forgive the debt. I mean, there's right now it's over a trillion dollars of student loan debt. It's like 1.2 or 1.3 trillion dollars. And I mean, they can't forgive all that. They just can't do it. It's impossible. Um, and it's only going to go up if they entice, you know, entice people to take on more debt because they think it's going to get forgiven. The, the message should not be like, oh, don't worry, go to college, borrow more money. There'll be like debt forgiveness and all these alternative programs to help um, deal with the problem that we created by loaning money in the first place. It's just it's so perfect for government because it's exactly how they operate instead of just getting to the root of the problem, which was the, the government subsidies in the first place. And the fact that this system is not good anymore. Like it doesn't work in today's economy to, to go to college for the vast majority of degrees. Uh, I mean, it just, there's no reason to have them. People are literally just getting them so that they can teach the, the degree to somebody else. It's like, how many people do we need teaching humanities to, to people? It's just like, this is a disaster. We should be telling kids not to go to college, not telling them to go to college and don't worry, the government will help forgive the debt that they saddled you with in the first place. Well, like with, with having kids, I think I've got my son convinced that college is not going to be for, he's a, he's a high school freshman this year. And I think I've got him convinced like college is not going to be for you and, you're you need to focus on something that's going to be a skill type of a trade and like maybe even find a trade school or or something like that where you can learn something do an apprenticeship like whatever we want to tailor your career path towards something that's going to actually be hands-on and, and put you working um, and like my daughter has that's in the past she said she wants to be a veterinarian so like that would require actually going to school and that's like that makes sense but she's more geared towards that. Like something that we've seen, um, I've talked about this in episodes as well, is like inner cities are really kind of destroying the high school education system where to get graduation rates, they're just pushing students through without actually um, requiring them to learn anything. Like I think, I'm trying to remember where it was. I think it was in Atlanta and Baltimore, the uh, illiteracy rate amongst high school graduates was like 15 to 20%. And, and not only that, but they're pushing these kids through school. And then once they do graduate, they're enrolling them in college. So there's, and they're, they're signing them up for student loans to go to college for a year to turn around and drop out because they're fucking illiterate. Like, yeah. uh, this is, this is the system that our public education is pushing is setting these kids up to fail and saddling them with 50 grand in student debt that they'll never be able to pay back. Yeah. It's like, they're uh, fucking illiterate. yeah. Was it the Harry Brown quote? Like government breaks your legs and hands you some crutches. And then say, see, you know, if it weren't for us, you wouldn't be able to hobble around. 
It's like, yeah, but if it weren't for you, I'd have two good legs. I'd be able to run and uh, I'd be much better off. I'd be much better off, but it's, you know, it's been so long now. This has been going on since, like I said, since like the sixties, it really took off that nobody, none of these kids today, like think that college could ever be affordable without the government. It's like, it's almost as if, you know, 1810 to 1852 didn't exist. Like imagine a tuition not going up for fucking 42 years. That's crazy. That's absolutely crazy. Oh, and at this point, you can't even imagine tuition not going up year over year. That's, right. They, they yeah. literally put out like press releases every year. Oh, tuition only went up this much this year. It's like, yeah. why did it go up at all? What? Right. Yeah, exactly. Like the, what what are the economic forces at play here? And when you realize that, you know, the government involvement has thrown a huge wrench into that fucking thing, like they've messed everything up and you can't. This is what people really need to understand you know, free market economics is no good half in, half out when you start mixing in a little bit of socialism here and socialism there. It might not completely destroy the the economic forces at hand, but it hurts it nonetheless. You either have to let the free market forces operate absent government involvement and, you know, all of these issues, or um, you're just going to, no matter how little you, you inject into the system, you're going to cause problems. And obviously the more that you do, and it, you know, it seems innocent. Yeah. We want more kids to go to college. We want this. We want that. Like the more involved you get, the work the, the more problems you, you create. And there is no better example of this than the education system. I, I think it's easier to kind of wrap your head around than maybe healthcare or, or, or some other really complex, complicated industry. This is really simple. For hundreds of years, there was no problem with education. And as soon as the government gets involved, look what happens. Look what happens. The price goes up. The quality goes down. I mean, just right there. Nothing else works that way unless the government gets involved in it. And every time you look at an industry where the price is going up and the quality is going down, lo and behold, it's like the most heavily fucking subsidized, heavily regulated industry. Every single time. It makes sense that the people in the government who don't understand basic economics wouldn't understand uh, basic supply and demand and market saturation and would just keep pushing shit like this forward without any uh, without any uh, regard for the consequence of, of doing something like that. Yeah. And, and, you know, the longer it persists, the easier it is to, to fool people into thinking that yeah, we need government to, to make college more affordable because like, look at these prices. They're just out of control. It's like, yeah, we got to go back, go back and look at what the root of the problem was. And when did government get involved? Why did they get involved? There really wasn't a big problem with skyrocketing tuition. I mean, I just gave you the Yale numbers. Okay. $160 over the next, like, what was that? 25. That's like almost 50 years. Okay. So for another 50 years, it went up a less than one third of 1% every year. Like that's okay. I, I think people could stomach that sort of a price increase from these, you know, these evil free market uh, profiteering uh, educational system. But no, 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 that we can't have that. We can't have these greedy, uh, these greedy schools making money off of you like that. So we'll get, we'll go in there. We'll loan you the money, and uh, they'll only increase prices by you know fifty five percent every every five years. It's like it's crazy, man. It's it's absolutely crazy how bad it's gotten. And there's just no there's no sense of trying to figure out why it's like this. And they never want to get to the root of the problem. Obviously, I guess I wouldn't either if I was in government because I would instinctively know that I caused the problem to begin with. So why would we want to get to the root of that problem when we can blame somebody else and come up with a a temporary fix? I mean, that's the game. They can't admit that these are predatory loans when they're going through all the reasoning for the student loan forgiveness, because then they would be admitting that they are the predators. Yeah, uh, they are the ultimate predators in every sense of the word. I mean, and. Yeah, I, I don't know if maybe this, maybe this uh, arena of education and higher education is, is where we need to sort of wake people up because this is um, 
as I've said, just the, the quintessential example of government getting involved in an industry and completely wrecking it. It's, it's a complete disaster. And they have wrecked millions of lives. The, the cost of this to the economy as well, you know, like even when the, when the banks were lending to, to students, like there's crowding out, like, why would you take a risk lending to some guy that's going to start a business that could be kind of risky? You might lose your, the money that you're lending out when you have a government guaranteed loan here. So who knows how many fucking businesses didn't get started because of the crowding out effect of all these student loans. And who knows how many like, um, you know, young people with great potential could have started something, but ended up not taking that risk or whatever, because they're saddled with tens of thousands of debt and they have to, they have to deal with that instead. It, the, you know, the, the effects of this are, they're almost too, too vast to, um, to calculate anyway. Yeah. Don't go to college. Trust me. <laughs> we we got to wrap there. Cause uh, we've been going on for about an hour, a little more than an hour, I think. But yeah, uh, college is a, a fucking racket. You are being fleeced by the government. Stop listening to their propaganda. Get away from their schools. Don't let them entice you with these these siren songs of fucking free money and all this shit, dude. They're they're coming after you. It, it's just bait, you know. They are fucking baiting you into their system, and you really, really would be much better off. Uh, look at what everybody else is doing. If you want to, you know, look at what 90% of the people are doing and do the opposite and you'll be far more successful. Absolutely. All right. Um, anything you got, you got going on this weekend or you want to plug? Oh, talk, talking about the, uh, young people in the workforce. I did a live stream last night. Uh, that'll be coming out on Monday. We talk about, uh, quiet quitting and quiet firing. It was a pretty interesting topic. Uh, and that's, that's about all I got going on right now. Cool. All right. Well, don't forget to um, become a supporting listener of the show. We'll do a happy hour next Friday. I will link to that in the description. Our um, our merchandise site is having a 35% off sale right now. So I'll link to that as well. You can get a discount on some of your favorite peddling fiction merch. And if uh, you can do all that for us, we will be back on Tuesday with a brand new episode for you. Until then, you know the drill. Just keep on peddling that so-called fiction. Peace.